Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is June 18th. It is Friday, and we're opening with a prayer from Leading in Prayer by Hughes Elephant Old. Let us pray. Blessed you are, O Lord, great God, O God in whom we find our highest joy, our delight, and all of beauty. Pour out again your Holy Spirit, that heavenly dove, the life-giving spirit, the breath of understanding, that glowing tongue of holy flame, the soul of wisdom, that hearing your word it may not be forgotten, but glow within us, treasured in every thought, catching fire in every act. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, we are coming to the end of chapter 14. We are going to be reading verses 66 through 72. After this, I believe we only have five more days of being in Mark, and then we were going, we're going to spend a few days in Philippians for Dwell in the Word. So today we start with verse 66. Hear the word of the Lord. And as Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came. And seeing Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You also were with the Nazarene Jesus. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you mean. And he went on to the gateway, and the rooster crowed. And the servant girl saw him and began again to say to the bystanders, This man is one of them. But again he denied it. And after a little while, the bystanders again said to Peter, Certainly you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. But he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know this man of whom you speak. And immediately the rooster crowed a second time. And Peter remembered how Jesus had said to him, Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. As we finish up chapter 14 today, we come to a very familiar story. This is one that we know. This is a part of uh, our discussion, when we think about the events leading up to the crucifixion, we rarely miss this one, right? Because it's a big deal. Jesus had his disciples uh, r- turn away from him after he was arrested. Uh, before that, Judas betrayed him. This is, this is just an act that, is, that, that we don't understand. It is, it is heinous to turn on someone that you care about so deeply, someone who has cared for you. But Peter sticks around a little bit longer than everybody else, and Jesus had told Peter that he was going to deny him three times, but Peter would have nothing of it. And this is pretty typical. We've seen this here in the Gospel of Mark. Jesus says something's going to happen. The disciples, nah, that can't happen. Uh, And then it does come to pass. Well, Peter, let's give him a little bit of credit here. He is following closer than everyone else seems to be. Everyone else seems to have uh, ran away. But Peter's following close. He wants to know what's going on. But a servant girl sees him and identifies him twice, saying, Hey, you, you're with him, right? And Jesus denies it. Now, notice, we don't know anything here about how the followers of Jesus would be up for trial. They're not really after them. I mean, maybe they would have been. But there's nothing in the text to indicate that this is the case. But they, they see Peter and And uh, the servant girl says, you're one of them, and he denies it. So we have two denials right there. But then other people say, hey, you've got to be, you're a Galilean. Jesus, you know, he's hanging around with these Galileans, and here you are. What's going on? Well, this is where the third betrayal, you know, really starts to, to get to us, I think, when we read it. But he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear. Uh, In other words, he, he says, look, 
if I actually know Jesus, may there be a curse upon me. May I swear I don't know him. Man, you know, to go that far. To, you know, it would have been real easy to walk away or just one more time. Uh, yeah, it would be denying him, but to go this far to invoke a curse and to swear that you don't know Jesus. And so the rooster crows. And Peter knows. Peter remembers the words of the Lord. And so he breaks down and he weeps. And we can understand where Peter's coming from here. For us to deny Jesus would be something that, if when, when it came to our attention that we had done it, you know, we know it when we're doing it, but to be reminded of, of how we're supposed to be faithful, it would, it would break us down too. And so what do we learn here from this? That even the ones who follow Jesus most closely, uh, Peter, he is the, one of the apostles that, that knows Jesus the best, that Jesus loves, and he loves Jesus, and he denies him. Boy, that, that's hard for us. But here's the circumstance. Peter was there. Peter was putting himself in such a position to have to deny. And he could have stood strong. He was able to. But just like the rest of the disciples, he turned away. Even Peter. And that's sort of the way the story is told for us, right? Judas. And then the disciples. And even Peter, who wants to know what's going on, even he denies Jesus. All will fall away. And it's a reminder for us of what Jesus is going to do. Jesus is going to suffer and die for the sins of Peter, for his denial, for his lies. He is going to suffer and die. Jesus is going to suffer for that sin, and he is going to be forgiven. And all of us turn away. We have rejected God by our sin and by our unbelief. And what we need more than anything is that sacrificial death and that resurrection on our behalf Because without it, we don't have hope. Because we are betrayers. We are deniers. And so we need that gracious mercy from God in Christ to forgive us and to call us to himself and and that that we might repent and turn away and not deny Christ. And so as we go into the world today, we're going to be presented with opportunities to deny our Savior. And may we remember the story. May we remember the word and the sacrifice that Christ gave for us. And may we remain faithful in all things as we live and love in God's world today. Let us go to prayer. Merciful God, grant that through the gift of your word and the Holy Spirit that indwells us, that we would never deny you. Bless us with the desire for faithfulness to you and to your word that would endure in the face of hardship. We thank you for the gift of the gospel and the joy it brings us, that even though we are prone to deny you, we have forgiveness through the work of Jesus on our behalf. Today, we bring our prayers for the persecuted church. We lift up our sisters and brothers to you and ask for your protection to be upon them. Keep them safe as they worship you. We also pray that you would protect them as they share the gospel. Give them boldness to proclaim the good news of Christ and him crucified. And we pray that you would bring many to faith, as your children witness to who you are and what you have done to rescue your people. Today we ask for your support and strength to help us to live a holy life in your world. We know that you have redeemed us and you are gracious to us, for you have blessed us greatly in Jesus. And so we submit our day and the coming weekend to you, and we desire to serve and love you more. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.
All right, have yourself an excellent Friday and a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available weekdays on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.